Hello, everyone. I am Dana Alvarenga, the Vice President of Customer Experience at Slap 5. And I am Kaylee Basket, and I'm the Director of Revenue Growth at Slap 5. And this is Customer X Therapy, where we invite you to take a seat on our virtual couch and tell us what's on your mind. Whether you need some guidance or want to offer therapy to your fellow Customer X pros, we are here to listen. Today, we are joined by uh, Kaylee Brodowski. I'm a fellow, uh, my maiden name is Brogozenski, so uh, I, I think we've chatted about that before in the past, Kaylee. Um, but would love for you just to give a quick hello. Um, tell us who you are, where you, uh, where you work, what you're all about, and then we'll dive into the topic. Amazing. Thank you, Dana. Yes, yeah, so my name is Kaylee um, Rajeski, actually. I guess my family like Americanized it along the way with the accent. Um, but I'm based in Philadelphia, and I am a customer marketing manager for a company called Guru Technologies. So we are a knowledge management software, which right off the bat sounds pretty niche, but um, it's been interesting to be a part of this company, especially within the past like few years as everybody has incorporated more remote work because what our software does is provide a central location to keep your company information and it really supports people as they cater to employees all over, you know, different geographic locations, trying to keep everybody on the same page. Awesome. Great. Well, excited to hear a little bit more about um, your strategy that you've aligned um, within GetGuru around creating virtual user groups. Um, so, so our topic today that we're going to be chatting uh, to Kaylee about is creating a virtual user group um, and really kind of the four C's of an excep exceptional customer experience. So um, she'll dive into what those four C's are, but just to start us off, consistency, communication, community, celebration, and, and they're all equally important, but all really achieve specific outcomes and help build an experience for your customers. And um, so we really just want to start there of how did you come up with this strategy and why? And uh, we'll start there. I have another question based off of that, but I think we're going to get enough info off of the, how did you come up with this and, and why? So um, I know that a lot of your audience that's probably listening um, may have had similar experiences as I have working in marketing over the past several years. And uh, my experiences in marketing directly led me to develop these four C's. Um, and it goes back to when I used to work with different small businesses, startups, and uh, even today in my role at Guru, it can be really hard for a team to work together or um, usually before this even I was working with different entrepreneurs or small businesses it's hard for people to wrap their head around the big picture that they're delivering to a customer and how marketing plays a part in it um, and I used to get into the weeds of people explaining you know customer journeys how somebody goes from discovering your brand all the way to becoming an advocate and I developed the four C's along the way to really explain to somebody what would make a customer experience good what would make it better than another brand that's uh, offering the same product or service um, and how can you keep your keep on top of it over time um, in a really easy way 
So that um, really simplified way of looking at a customer experience at a really, really high level helped play a part as I, you know, worked for different companies developing way more complex customer experience strategies, like the one um, that we've developed at Guru today, um, where our customer experience strategy uh, encompasses, you know, multiple teams, everybody on the go-to-market team is certainly involved, we have different segments of our customers that we cater to, but within my immediate team um, that focuses on customer marketing, customer education, and customer support, we always keep these, um, you know, four C's in mind when it comes to designing everything we do, um, and that carries forward into the user group uh, strategy that we have as well. Before you dive into them, what was there a gap in the process before? Like, what was... What was missing that that yeah. really needed to pull these in? It, it might tie into what e what each four of them means, yeah. but love to hear so, if there was a gap before. Absolutely. So, um, I, this didn't apply so much as, as I work at Guru because we definitely have a really strong team of marketers who are able to collaborate across go to market. The gap that I was navigating was more so in my one on one work with different startups or small businesses, working with entrepreneurs who often invested in their marketing as different pieces. You know, they knew the different aspects of marketing that they might have to invest in, like, uh oh, I need a website. Uh oh, I I need a social media strategy. Uh oh, I need to like throw an event somewhere. But it's hard to have a cohesive experience when you feel like you're always like chasing the next best thing that you have to invest in before it's too late to like lose that traction in the market. So the gap that I needed to fill was allowing people to understand how all of those different parts came together and kind of bringing them back to that proactive mindset instead of being reactive to the next trend, the next thing that's happening that they need for their marketing strategy that's going to make or break their business. Looking at it and leading from the lens of your customer, like putting on, you know, your, your empathy hat or whatever you call it, helped empower the business owners that I was working with more and helped them lead more strategically in their marketing investments along the way. Um, that, uh, again, like served a gap at a really high, high level. And then at Guru, um, working with my team, again, like a team of experts who come from different backgrounds in marketing and customer experience, I think this has really helped us to scale fast because we have these core values apply in every single thing that we do um, and we're really strong at them and that's why our customers have a really you know seamless experience across everything that we offer what role do you play with user groups in your team and how big is your team my team has grown um, over the past few years. We were originally a team of three, and now we have several more people added because our like sub team of our marketing team also encompasses support. Um, my role with user groups is I run that program as part of our like broader community engagement strategy. So I report to my director, Chris Anderson. He's uh, actually our senior director of lifecycle marketing and our team, the community learning and love team, name dropping him. Because if you're listening to this podcast, I highly recommend following him and his work. I've learned so much from him as a mentor. Um, but we all work together to support 
support our community function, um, which serves as a great location for customers to obviously connect with each other, but also to um, self-serve in getting their questions answered. And I work directly with Chris to design, you know, how we're engaging customers along the way to, to make sure they're, they're posting and contributing to that flywheel, that they're sharing best practices and answering questions. Um, and the deep dive program that we've developed, which is our user group strategy, is uh, a live event series that we do every month to mirror that behavior, to facilitate that, and to also ensure that topics that are really important to our customers frequently asked questions, places where people are getting stuck, their friction points are specifically targeted. And we bring on not only internal guru experts from our team, um, we also bring on multiple customer speakers at a time to walk everybody else who's on the call um, or who watches the recap through those friction points. That's awesome. And, and I think you mentioned that customer education is within your department as well um, within your team. So it, it sounds like there's a little bit of education in there as well through these user groups. Is that kind of the, the strategy to not only kind of build up that, that celebration and that networking, but that education factor? Yeah, absolutely. And we've experimented with different structures of the event, but we look at the deep dive series as an extension of the core um, like foundational education that we have in what's called our Guru Academy today. So our Guru Academy is our series of um, courses. They're, you know, bite-sized videos, maybe max like 10 minutes that um, a Guru admin can dive into and that they can pass to different members on their team who are either writing content for Guru or just um, a Guru user consuming the knowledge that they've documented. So I build on what um, already exists within our Guru Academy. And as you can imagine, I dive deep into those topics and we really explore the nuances that somebody in the knowledge manager role or the role of a Guru admin or product admin um, would deal with, the different uh, strategies that they have to think of, the change management approaches that they can do. And then also like the nitty gritty of how to use the analytics to like build your business case for XYZ um, for the way that you're specifically using Guru. Um, so yes, we've experimented with different things, but it really is an educational series that's a extension of our core um, our core resources that we offer. Is there any um, like criteria? Like, is any and all users or admins uh, allowed to yeah. attend? Like, what what is that? landscape look yeah. like you just made it a catch-all for everyone anybody is allowed to attend for sure um sometimes we do get people who are in the uh buying phase of guru who want to see like how guru is um applied in a specific way um sometimes they will pop in just to hear the customer stories but a lot of times we realize that the people who are managing guru at their company the knowledge managers the internal community owners um, they are uh, like the lone wolves in their role maybe they have like two to three really close team members that they work with if their company is structured in a way that really understands the value of maintaining knowledge but most of the time it's somebody who for efficiency um, who knows that there's like better way of doing things and they want to like scale people's time and scale fast 
Um, and what's great about our user group series is that we recognize that and we build in ways for people to, again, create, like, get that community with each other. So even though they might not have another knowledge manager or mastermind at their company, they come to a deep dive, they hear from different customers, um, they see, you know, somebody mirrored in their same role, and they're able to build off their playbooks that they've created. That's great. Nice. That has a lot of a lot of synergy. You think of the same thing as me, Kaylee, of the customer X world and the group therapy yeah. webinars. I know you've you've attended some of them too yourself, Kaylee. Of, uh, I mean, lo the lone wolves of the customer marketers in their in their organization. So that's where uh, group therapy was was born on our end. Um, and then this podcast is a spinoff of that. So can definitely relate with that. I'm sure I've even seen from the group therapy um, that you do and your podcast, like the content experiences that you put forward definitely reflect, you know, consistency, like core communication, community building, and like celebration of the people within your community. All of those are super relevant to how you design any one of those programs cohesively. So I'm sure it all, you know, relates. Yeah, woo, we're following the four C's. I like it. <laughs> I love it. It was kind of organically born that way. Yeah. And so I'm curious to hear about what that typical customer journey is. It sounds super smooth, and I love the fact that you even sometimes include prospects in, in these sort of knowledge sharing opportunities. Um, but I'm curious you know, what are the triggers to sort of loop somebody, a new client into the community and into this knowledge base? Like, what does that journey look like from day one? Yeah, so I'll speak specifically to our guru customer journey. Um, and we have, um, we have a lifecycle marketing uh, manager who designs like the exact like email campaigns and like um, triggers for those communications to go out. But at a really high level, um, we're usually working with people who are trying to transfer knowledge that they already have that's in multiple places that's just not serving them. So think company information in Google Drives, potentially in Notion, potentially written down on pieces of paper on people's desks uh, all over the world, wherever they're working. Um, and they're trying to consolidate that so that they can better, you know, work together and meet their company's goals and or like scale really fast. A lot of the companies that find us are at this point of where they're really facing that hockey stick growth. They're going to have to onboard a ton of new people and there's just no way that they're gonna be able to do it unless all everything that those new employees needs to know um, need to know is collected in one place so that they're not just slacking everybody else asking questions. There's some sort of foundation that they can build on. So people who um, join like, you know, subscribe to Guru, work with Guru, maybe they test it out a little bit first, maybe they poke around in our free version. Um, and then once they feel comfortable expanding into the rest of the team, they'll upgrade. They are welcome to come to the community at any point. We promote it, um, you know, throughout our blogs, our go-to-market team, whoever, like, whatever customers are making contact with, they promote it as well. Um, but it's not till within that customer is in within their, like, 
60 days of their experience with the Guru product that we really um, pull them into the resources that exist so they can maximize their use of the um, of the product, what they're putting in it, how they're going to measure success, how they're going to communicate to their team members about it. In addition to consuming like the content from the emails that we deliver to them, um, which points them to our help center, we also offer a template gallery to make it easy for people to put and organize information within the Guru instance. And like an example would be, you know, a new hire's like start here card, like within your first three weeks, here's the place that you look. Um, those are the kinds of templates that we offer. But with somebody in that role, like the target audience of the user group in the community, they're trying to organize all these things potentially on top of their um, uh, other responsibilities within their role. So within their community journey, they can find like exact things to copy and paste like templates, like I said, um, and then also like exact steps for strategies um, and how to roll out to their different teams. And they can pick and choose their own adventure, seeing what other customers have done and the exact steps that they've taken that are documented. An example of that would be we just posted um, an establishing your goals and KPIs post. So depending on the use case that a customer that is most relevant to a customer, they can literally take the learnings from that post and say, okay, you know, keeping this, getting rid of this, but this is exactly how I'm going to measure success. And I can now share this back to my leadership team. And I'm looking at other examples of customers in the same exact thread of how they did it. Um, so to answer your question, it's really that pivotal experience within that first 60 days to get everything up and running, them feeling comfortable and them feeling like they're, they have security in the long in their long-term approach. And then from there, um, there's recurring ways that they can visit the community, that they can get updates, that they can get the latest resources. And we usually prompt them through the community or keep them updated through our newsletter. And again, people uh, kind of frequent the deep dives and keep an eye out for those to make sure that they're maximizing their use of the product. It's not that we didn't have a process, but it's just like we knew that there was so much that was untapped there. So now our um, team directly points our prospects to the community and says, hey, you will get a lot of responses. Like if you go here, you're going to find like that perfect match for you or chances are you'll find somebody that can answer your question. Um, and we've seen a lot of success with that because people, if they're gonna take the time to answer a question in the community, they tend to answer it very in depth and they're open to connecting outside of it. And it's a more like, um, it's still facilitated by us, but it feels like a network building move um, as opposed to just a direct reference relationship like from us to a customer and like a tap on their shoulder. Um, it feels more natural. So we've seen success with that. Um, but then also, and this is where like the specific metrics part um, comes in, which I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but uh, we were inspired by the way Zapier sets it up with their community and their help center. But when you get into community strategy and you're making sure that what's searchable in the community matches your customers frequently asked questions, there's actually, you know, correlations between if you're decreasing the amount of questions asked in support and the stress on your support team. And that's something that we've really been leaning into and exploring too. Are we making sure to close the gaps that we know are existing that are top of mind for our customers? And then also highlighting like the resources we have to answer their questions frequently within the community and what 
effect has that had um, in alleviating the stress on our support team and the types of questions that come in and what people get stuck on. The last thing I'll mention, like further along the customer journey, when it comes to like product adoption and um, uh, expansion and how customers are seeing the value of Guru. Uh, right now, we have a lot of anecdotal information um, through different deep dives, through different challenges that we run in the community where people have told us, I literally took exactly this and built a business case to go back to my team and now we're rolling out to these different um, departments. I saw your deep dive around using Guru for um, HR and people ops and now I went back to my team and was like hey you need to you need to consider this and it's been an easy way to expand we have a lot of those stories and those stories certainly give us energy to um, really you know press the press the gas on this and see it accelerate so yeah that's awesome and and I think that you're in a unique position too where you have such a strong partnership with support and education just by how your team and your department structured which I don't think happens um, through a lot of customer marketers or individuals that are managing a community or managing user groups. So I think that that's really unique. And I think that that's, uh, that's a big takeaway for uh, customer marketing gets moved around a lot. It's under marketing, it's under product marketing, it's under customer success, but I think paired and partnered closely to help lower the deflection for support calls or making sure that the right questions are being answered. So seeing what support is getting for questions and then using education to make sure you have the right enablement while while building that community and that network. Um, what, what about the missing piece there? I'm curious about what about the partnership with customer success? How does that kind of bring oh, yeah. all of this together? Are they on board with are they holding their cards tight with not wanting the customers in these user group type events or just in your community in general? What does that relationship look like? Because it could be hot yeah. or cold at, at companies. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely recognize that. And um, I think we're very intentional and this comes, uh, you know, straight from top down from leadership, like leadership support and being very intentional to be very aligned across the board. It's so easy, as anybody listening will know, like to really get stuck in your different bubbles and your different objectives. But our team's initiatives is really designed to alleviate, you know, friction points along the entire customer journey, which involves the sales team, which involves the product product team, which involves the customer experience and customer success um, teams. So with the community and with the deep dives, we um, do a lot of like research, we leverage data, what we're seeing people searching for in our help center. So there's the quantitative aspect of what we're you know, informing our decisions, informing our content, informing our program design of. Um, that's the quantitative piece and we really partner with our customer success team for that qualitative piece. Whenever I run a deep dive on a specific topic, I'll go and work with our team and say, what are, where are people like mentally getting hung up on this? Where are they getting blocked? Where are they getting stuck? And my customer success team um, is able to give me these like unparalleled insights about our customers and what they're not understanding and how I can bridge that gap to give them the resources they need so that as they continue to have conversations with people, um, they're arriving like with their foundation built and it's just nuance that they're building on from there. Um, our customer success team also directly inputs and authors seeded content that we have in the community. Um, they will 
if we recognize or you know highlight that there's been a frequently asked question from from customers i try to funnel my customer success team um into the community as like thought leaders and authors because oftentimes nice. our customers are familiar with their faces right and and they've also developed like really amazing strategies and um approaches and templates and like you know ways of going about this so they're the experts that we also want to highlight internally and then lastly i'll say as i mentioned earlier with the user group design um a lot of customers love hearing like how guru uses guru right because it's our product and we use it across our entire company how are we leading in any way what have we discovered using it for so long and so i really leverage the customer success team and really anybody in different areas of guru depending on what my topic is to come in and speak to how they use guru in their specific role what they've seen work what they've seen not work um and that's been a really good solution to um you know maintain that relationship with our customer success team really creating those feedback loops is what's helpful i love that do you have like a regular cadence of meetings with them or is it more just creating processes so that they are knowing, you know, t what types of things to listen for and, and then filter to you? How did you go about building it out? Because I, I love what you're saying, um, but I think a lot of the folks who we talk to regularly are sort of at square one. <laughs> I hear you on that. And I feel very lucky because within my past few years at Guru, I've seen how we've gone from like zero to a hundred. Um, and a lot of that has to do, I call it like finesse, <laughs> but you know, it's really that internal relationship building and like vision sharing that, um, you know, leaders of your team and even every single member of your team has to be aligned on and like promoting within other teams of the company. So structure wise, a lot of the way that we set up our processes or our ways of working do come from best practices that we try to implement because of our product. So because our guru product is a knowledge sharing um, tool, a lot of knowledge, like maybe, um, you know, for example, it's, it's a CX like strategy information or um, like card templates or even customer information. So many, so much of that is already documented in Guru. Um, and we try to like document enough and create enough like asynchronous processes to alleviate meeting time. So like where I started when I first was doing this, I started by crashing all of the customer um, experience teams meetings, meeting one-on-one -on -one with people to get their feedback, um, joining the um, account executive team meetings, the account management team meetings um, on a recurring basis to share where we're at with the community, what we're working on for the deep dives and getting their input. Over time, that's been able to scale more and we keep that mostly on Slack with potentially like a quarterly um, or biannually like live meeting check-in. Of course we can jump in whenever we need, um, but Slack has been a great outlet um, for me to be able to share, hey, this is a schedule of topics we're looking at. Um, this is the specific friction points like I'd love your eyes on. And then I go through it every month and remind them and we have like a good monthly cadence. And then if a customer success 
team member specifically or an account executive specifically calls out things that you know they recognize as friction points i'll meet with them one-on-one -on -one to get more details if needed i'll talk to the customers that have specifically been having challenges with this and like dedicate the deep dive to like that persona um and being able to kind of go to those like human design principles both in process and then like output has really helped along the way so i guess if you're listening and you're trying to figure out where to start start with like crashing the meetings definitely i think crashing like a team meeting sometimes and being a bullet on the agenda can sometimes be more well received that's the like, important part right there <laughs> yeah um it feels more efficient for people and then you can see who's energized by what you're doing and kind of loop in your own internal advocates from there um one of the things that you know we really tried to steer away from in the beginning was like really like putting an additional time ask on people so for a while with the seated content and guru i would structure it or i would ghostwrite it and then somebody would be able to post that post authored by them within the community um and that's like an interim solution not scalable but it really helps like the team members see the value of the community and want to keep pointing people back towards it and then now they're able to eat more easily pull out content in their day-to-day -day that would be valuable to put there and it's like part of the process now and more streamlined well i don't know if you had a follow-up question with that kaylee but but the what i would say and sorry for our listeners i didn't really decipher at the beginning we have two kayleys with us we have kaylee basket uh, uh, on the side um but um a little bit more with that what advice would you give to customer x pros out there looking looking to kind of build this um type of community with using all of the aspects of of different um departments and in, in getting all hands on board you just gave a couple great points of advice but any other advice and and also tailored towards user groups because those aren't going anywhere and i think that they're going to stem off also to maybe become in person or regionalized mm -hmm. or at in-person events so to make them successful and you have a really good ramp up for it what love to hear kind of some of your advice yeah. there i think what i would add and emphasize is for anybody who's trying to develop a user group program to really lean into those design principles and start out your program design by interviews with the people who would be involved. So when I was developing back in the day, what then was our advocacy program, which evolved more broadly into our community and user group program, um, I would interview, I interviewed like 10, 15 customers. I interviewed a bunch of people internally within the team between the account management team, account executive team, customer experience team, like I said before, I did a full tour, full tour, internal, external. And I built in time to do that and then also figure out ways to keep those feedback loops in check on a recurring basis. And that really helped me draw the parallels of what was most important to people. In the beginning, when we were developing our advocacy program, what was most important to people was connect and problem solve with people in the same stage as them. And that's why while we originally at Guru when I started, we thought we would be coming out of the gate with this like really amped up like 
true B2B SaaS advocacy program where we were giving people like, you know, a persona to step into, what we prioritized was their true desire and true value exchange that they wanted, which was connecting with each other and building the community um, to be a space to do that became first and foremost because it was the best way to serve our customers and solve their needs. And then from there, like that full flywheel of what you want your customer advocate to collaborate on with you, like, you know, speaking opportunities, references, like it just came so naturally from there because it was the right context to work with people and, and um, uh, you know, serve them in that way. So feel good about spending time in the beginning and dedicating time to do that. Like you don't have to kind of um, make all this up. You can just organize when people are already telling you that, you know, they want. And then I'd also say with groups, there's so much to learn from event design and like education design and, and how to put things together and to be over interactive and to keep people's attention. I would um, say, or what has worked for us is to not um, overthink it, but to feel, to give yourself permission to experiment with different things. So uh -huh. we've gotten really, you know, solid with our event structure at this point because we know the problems that we're trying to solve that we're trying to change for people during the event but it's still evolving and we are looking at within the next few months um incorporating more like actionable steps like along with each topic working sessions with our internal experts as opposed to just like a one and done user group meetup where you hear a presentation and then you leave um this would give people um you know connections and people who are them to like go through that customer journey and reach those milestones together and that's what i'm really looking forward to experimenting um so hopefully that is um, good advice for your listeners, but don't be boxed in and don't, you know, feel like you have to come up with all the answers because they exist <laughs> with everybody around you. That's awesome. And a little sneak peek here too. You, you just mentioned something. We're in the midst of building out the um, agenda and topics for customer XCon 2022, which is going to be in September. And a lot of the feedback from the practitioners that are helping to build out the agenda, so Customer X Pros, is some interactive um, breakouts, interactive roundtables. So it's not just listening to a presentation, but having a takeaway of a template or um, knowing how to go back to work and, and put something into use. So actually either doing something, uh, building a template or building a process, um, whatever that may look like. So so that's in the works. So I, I think that that across all industries is is pretty valuable. So I like that that's um, a bit of advice and something in your future plans. I love how you called that out about this trend that people are wanting, you know, these more actionable things, these dialogues yeah. and these conversations. And I think it's so interesting, even seeing how marketing strategy has evolved within the past few years I feel like there was such a buzz about branding and you need a good brand experience and then there was the buzz about um, you know storytelling if you're not telling stories then nobody's listening and then your customer experience is your big differentiator and there's you know we, we heard those things and all those things are really important and we learned to incorporate them over time but I feel like 
building on that over the last several years has gotten us to where we are now where it's about the dialogue and it's about the commentary and it's about how people are applying those core learnings in yeah. different ways and people be able, being able to learn from unique experiences, right? And taking or leaving what they need to apply into their own. And I think that's what any user group program can really accomplish. Um, but you have to do it in a way where it doesn't feel like people are being inefficient about their time, um, or it doesn't yes. become just a <laughs> webinar or a resource or thing that they digitally collect and like don't have time to dust off later. That's like my biggest motivation when I think about it because I am a digital, I'm gonna call myself a collector to be nice. Porter might also be on the spectrum. <laughs> I have my resources. I love signing up for webinars, but none of that education or engagement even really matters unless somebody is learning and applying. And that's where the design comes in. 100%, I love that. Where can people find you? And what do you have going on, you know, today that that may be of interest to some of our listeners? So um, I'm glad you asked. Everybody who's listening, I absolutely welcome you to connect with me on LinkedIn. Would love to keep up and follow the work um, of different customer X um, pros as well. Um, LinkedIn's a good place to find me. I also do post marketing content on YouTube and Instagram. LinkedIn, my name's Kaylee Rajeski, which you'll see how to spell it in the description. And um, on YouTube and Instagram, I uh, post under the my like name brand Kaylee and Co. And so I'll touch on different marketing topics, educating people at a higher level, um, like the four C's that I mentioned earlier. Um, and it's just ways to kind of organize your thoughts, especially if you're a customer X pro who's really working the weeds on a day to day and help you better communicate the value of what you're doing. I would say to even um, other people within your company to help them understand. Um, and in different you know, side situations, nonprofits you might volunteer for, all of those different things. So LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube is the best, uh, best place to find me. Thank you so much uh, for joining. And um, for our listeners, reach out to Kaylee if you have any other additional questions about her topic and just to network. Um, this has been a great conversation. At, we're ending this session and we look forward to hosting the next guest on our couch. Feel free to submit a topic or apply to speak on the podcast on the Customer X Therapy podcast LinkedIn or on our website.